You're listening to Local Government Insights, a podcast for state and local governments. If you're looking to optimize operations, improve services for your constituents, and maximize revenue without raising taxes, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today. Welcome to Local Government Insights, Modernizing Government Leadership Podcast, your source for insight for local government technology. My name is Britta Milton, and I'll be your host today. And we're going to be speaking with Christy Cato on how automation can help local governments thrive in a post-COVID world. Super excited to have you, Christy. Thanks for being here on the show. Thank you for having me. For our viewers and listeners, Christy is the Vice President of Tax Administration at Avenue Insights and Analytics and, and works out of our Birmingham office. Before we get started, Christy, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and explain your role at Avenue? Yeah, so as Brennan said, you know, I'm the vice president here at Avenue of our tax administration services. I have over two decades of local government experience, you know, in the tax collection and uh, remittance processing areas of local government. And basically, when we say, when I say tax administration, we're essentially the revenue department for hundreds of municipalities and states across the nation, you know. From the smallest municipalities to, you know, some very large uh, metropolitan areas. So really just over the years, the experience has been, you know, from a very manual paper driven process to highly automated processes. So as I mentioned, what really sparked this conversation led to this discussion today, a little background across the country, as, as many of you know, tax revenues are plummeting while spending is is consistently increasing. And city and county governments are are struggling to consistently do more with less. A recent survey, in fact, conducted by the Washington Post found that over 2,000 U.S. cities are facing severe budget shortfalls because of COVID-19 and and all of the consequences that have come along with this this pandemic. As these cash-strapped cities are desperate for new ways to balance their budget, Christy, could you explain a little bit at a high level what automation is, how it works, and then especially in regard to automated revenue management? Oh, yes. Simply put, automation is utilizing technology to streamline and simplify, you know, and I can't emphasize enough the simplicity and simplifying the tax filings and the remittance processing, and then utilizing that intelligence and data to make informed decisions, which ultimately will improve the overall compliance, remittance, increase the speed of receipt of revenue, and your staff, the internal staff is definitely will benefit from automation, from everything from simplified training on the front end, just to maintaining consistency. So enhancing operations, obviously, is at the forefront of the value there. But in addition to enhancing the operations, what what role does automation play in actually generating new revenue but also keeping employees on staff. So with all of these budget cuts, many, many local governments, and we have some statistics here around staff reduction and falling behind in terms of balancing their budget and having to make tough decisions. What role can automation play in in both generating new revenue, enhancing operations, and in keeping employees on staff? So tax revenue is really the primary source of money for many local governments. And they have to have it to support the overall, you know, public sector functions from fire departments, public safety, police force, just to the internal uh, municipal staff inside City Hall and maintaining streets and rural. 
roads, collecting taxes from businesses in a shorter time frame. It would reduce, it reduces the number of defaults if you stay on top of these businesses on the front end versus allowing for any type of t- calculation error. So automation really simplifies this for the businesses. It reduces errors. It just overall improves the effectiveness and efficiency. And I think, you know, the automation will allow the government and the local governments to increase revenues without actually increasing taxes just by enforcing the tax taxes on the current books. Many times when we automate a form, a tax return, we know that they're complex. We know that there's a lot of rules and things on the back end. As we review that and we automate it, we do find that it could be a simple decimal or a simple date where the, the, the taxes that are already on the books may not be collected appropriately or, or reported. And so by automating this, it allows you know you to really focus on those areas and you're just collecting taxes that are already there. Another area that allows it to increase revenue is you can take the resources that were historically performing like data entry, clerical type work to really use their knowledge and their experience to do other things in the office because we know that the data entry part is just a piece of what they do every day and and they have a lot of knowledge and it allows them to review the information, work with the technology and, and the team to take advantage of like, you know, AI, artificial intelligence and the data that you have on file to do analysis. You know, no one likes the word audit, but really a compliance audit is really just that. It's just making sure the taxpayers are in compliance and maybe utilizing that information to work with your uh, revenue examiners to really select, you know, more valid audits. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. And just to piggyback on your comment, you know, another survey that we found, over 55% of government administrators lose eight hours per week just performing manual administrative tasks. So clearly automating a lot of those processes speeds up that process, but also allows those resources to be allocated elsewhere. So I think that's a great point. So that, this all sounds great. This is kind of that, that was a great overview of what it is, how it works, and the, the the value that it provides. But what I found in talking to lots of local government leaders is a lot of them worry about the planning and cost of implementing these types of automated operations. So can we shift a bit, Christy, and just talk a little bit about like how governments can plan for this particular automation that you're discussing, and then. What are the best places in their workflows to kind of implement automation? You know, what signs, symptoms, what should they be looking for in terms of, okay, I'm considering trying to automate some of my processes, but how do I go about doing that? So I think understanding the tax compliance rules and regulations, obviously we know that can be tricky, but I think, you know, starting with your people, starting with your most valued resources and your subject matter experts and leveraging their knowledge, you know, design it internally, you work with a partner like Avenue who has developed a very, you know, very concise process for those reviews and setting up of those automated processes and also talk with the business community. What's going to make it easier for them? Because we find that if it's easy, people are more likely to gravitate toward the automation. And if it's more difficult, then it's not. But obviously, it could be a daunting task for any local government. And we understand sometimes the local government could be consistent of 
one person in the office that's a city clerk that's doing everything. So you would want to look for a partner that has experience there to, to assist with that. We do find that, you know, it's the 80-20 rule. We hear that. And in my experience, you know, 20% of the process consumes 80% of our workforce. Identify the time drains, the pain points, you know, interview and talk with your frontline workers. They have their information and their feedback is critical. Dig into where they're spending most of their time. A lot of times you're going to be surprised. Many times we we kind of already know, but that will confirm it for us. A simple change on an automated call system could take interaction that is can save minutes on an interaction. And those minutes equate to hours. And so although, you know, I referenced like a, a phone system, we've seen a shift to from calls to email and, and chat. And I think that that shift's going to continue. And again, with email and chat, automation becomes more critical in capturing that information and how you utilize that. For example, 80% of the phone calls and questions that we receive on any given day, and we filled tens of thousands of phone calls for taxpayer support on a monthly basis can be answered within a frequently asked questions document and utilizing automation to reference that and respond to an email or chat could definitely save, you know, hours. And so that's just like one example, you know, how you'd look at what you would automate first, where can the errors happen, where are where they most likely to happen, what are the compliance issues, what I have found many, many times, sometimes local governments will focus on like the small things and they're important, but what is really generating that revenue? Uh, where, where are the compliance issues and what, how can we make that easier and more automated? So the businesses can comply for, because for the most part, businesses do want to comply and get that revenue to you, you know, faster. Yeah, it's interesting because you see the rise of you know, Microsoft Teams and Slack and all these. You mentioned chat several times there. It's going to be interesting to see a lot of how these, how a lot of local governments adopt that type of work process, not only from an internal perspective as employees are working from home and how do I communicate instantly without you know having to send an email, whereas I used to be able to walk down the hall or actually stand up and talk to somebody. It's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these governments adopt these types of chat platforms and, and instant messaging, not only from internal but external back to the government and their constituents themselves. Absolutely. And we have seen a shift of just, you know, work. all businesses have shifted to more of a remote or virtual, you know, workforce. And, I, you know, nine months ago, you know, when really COVID hit, I mean, I think it was the whole country with, you know, stay safer at home orders and things like that. There were many, many local governments and businesses alike that really weren't prepared to shift to remote working. Something from as simple as employees who report to work that have a tower versus a laptop. A small thing, right? But you have to have it. You know, simple things from like utilizing, you know, your phone system and how voice over IP and the internet really, because we had worked through all of these automated processes, it allowed us to quickly uh, shift to remote and essentially not miss a beat or, you know, or processing a dollar as, as we have shifted with and changed the way business is done with COVID. I think that it's important to think about with social distancing, people just aren't comfortable. 
And if you have to, if you have, uh, there's been businesses, I know just personal experience that staffing just from, you know, quarantines and other things that we're facing, you know, you can have 20% of your workforce not report to work. That's huge and not able to service the individuals that are walking in. So our goal is to really work with the businesses and citizens to have more of a self-service tool that really minimize or eliminate the need for any business to walk into a municipality or, you know, local government. So I always like to lead with the other side as well and talk a little bit about that because, you know, the benefits are obviously, the value is obvious to what we're talking about today. But can we talk a little bit about some of the downfalls and what that the other side of that looks like? Like, where's automation in your experience gone wrong and what could, you know, local agencies learn? How, what can they learn from those scenarios? But, you know, what areas or processes should you maybe avoid automating? So you can't automate everything. And obviously, we've talked about a plan and the areas in which you should focus on in the beginning. But where is it not gone as the best it could and what areas process should you probably avoid doing first or even any ever for that matter? I think with automation, you know, we do lose the human touch factor. And I think that if you automate too much and, and we, and, and people, especially with my generation, our children's generation, you know, we're all technology with a smartphone and, and can chat and we're just accustomed to sending an email versus phone calls. But we have to realize that, you know, these businesses, owners are people. And a lot of times they, they really just want to, have the reassurance and affirmation that what they're doing is correct. So I do think you still have to have the human touch and maybe not completely automate, you know, the inbound phone calls. I think if we get complaints from the most part, people are like, well, if I call this company, you know, I just get a computer system and I can't actually talk to a real person. I think we always have to have a person that's going to be available. Understand that can be a challenge with local government when there's only two or three people, and that's where you can take advantage of, you know, someone like Avenue, you know, just really we do value the human touch, and they can always reach out and actually speak to a person to go over their tax situations or just to answer, you know, simple questions. Most of the time, they have the answer. They just want the confirmation that, hey, yes, I'm doing the right thing, or just, you know, assistance with the online filing just because they're they're unsure. So I think that Yes, automation of customer support and that taxpayer interaction is important, but you can over automate that. And I think the human, you have to have a human interaction. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. And that actually is a, a lead into kind of one of my last points I wanted to talk about. And it's one that I hear a lot, that I have a lot of conversations with local government leaders. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I had this exact last point conversation with the finance director. He's, many people ask, is automation taking away jobs? and giving them to machines. What do you think about that? You just led into it with having that human element. Like, is automation eliminating human jobs? And how does how do you approach that at your position at Avenue? I don't think, I think, well, ultimately, you know, perception is reality and automation certainly, you know, could eliminate roles and maybe not, you know, the human jobs. Because Face it, you know, especially now, it's it's definitely uh, there's more pressure, like I mentioned earlier, with just the workforce declining and, you know, shifting to work remote. 
uh, redeploy those, those resources that you have, because let's face it, you know, most people, when they leave the office every day, there's still work on the desk or on the computer, uh, things that need attention and can get done. And so uh, really automation just allows you to shift those resources from more the clerical day-to-day things that can be handled with automation to allow our you know most valuable resources to work on other things. Agreed. And I always like to think of it, and I'll wrap up at this point, as automating certain processes is supplementing what you're already doing, not replacing. Oftentimes, obviously, there is going to be a replacement to some degree when you start streamlining certain tasks. But the automation that we're discussing today, whether it's revenue management, IT-related, you know, processing of forms, it's really supplementing what's already happening, giving your jurisdiction the ability to repurpose those resources or skill sets in other areas where you, you may have not had that opportunity before. So that's kind of how I like to like to explain it to folks when they ask those types of questions around you know, the automation taking away jobs. So, Christy, this has been incredible. Thanks so much. It's been a very insightful conversation. I know I've learned a lot. I have some takeaways here, but is there anything specifically uh, or just a, a, a leaving point that you'd like our listeners to have to take away from this? You know, I think that every day that as leaders and in, in local government, as we, you know, face each day, we have we have new challenges with COVID and we really do have to really think outside of the box, think of new ways to do business. And, you know, in a way, you know, and I don't want to say COVID is, is, is not a good thing, but it really has forced and really, you know, really produced, pushed my staff, my team, my subject experts, the subject matter experts to really look at things differently, think about things differently. And we're looking for more, you know, automation opportunities all the time. Christy, thanks so much again for doing this. Thanks for joining us on the Local Government Insights podcast. Thank you all for listening. Tune in and stay tuned for for more local government news and insights to come. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Local Government Insights, modernizing government leadership. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time. This episode is brought to you by Avenue, your state and local government partner. Avenue partners with state and local officials to boost revenue, optimize operations, and deepen community trust. Avenue brings over 40 years of experience working with over 3,000 local governments to bring you the greatest insights. We work alongside your team to find ways to maximize revenue for local governments without raising taxes. Join us today to learn about ways to drive enhanced results for your community. To get in contact with the Avenue team, visit www.avenueinsights.com.